Ruth Day. I'm the recovery coach, and I am here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to finding a better life. I'm here sharing my passion for recovery in hopes that it'll help you realize that you're not alone on this path and that there is hope and there is life after recovery. Hi, friends. It's Ruth Day. I'm the recovery coach, and today we're going to talk about being triggered. I was speaking to a friend the other day and she mentioned, she said, well, you know how you're a bit scattered. And do you have those words, the ones that you hear and the next thing you know, you're triggered and you could almost feel that little mental landmine going click as somebody steps on it. So all she did was say the word scattered. And this is what I heard. I heard my mother who is organized and tidy and absolutely perfect at everything i heard my stepfather who was always pretty critical i heard my father ditto and what i heard them telling me was that i was a disorganized mess and then i had my own little uh storyline that i like to to play in there that i am disorganized and i don't get stuff done and I'm easily distracted by glitter, which is actually legitimate. You know, shiny things do catch my eyes. But here it was, it was a simple phrase. And in about 30 seconds, I made it all about my self-worth. I started having and reliving conversations with my mom, with my father from about, I don't know, something reasonable like 30 years ago. And it was all from one little statement. So I was absolutely triggered but one of the gifts of mindfulness and one of the gifts of being in a program where I examine my own thinking is that I took a moment and I said okay well, hold on what's going on here and, you know I could feel my heart beating and I'm pretty sure I turned red and you know th this didn't come immediately this came after about an hour or so of me churning around the story of, damn it, I am not an irresponsible flake. Ever done that? Irresponsible flake may not be your go-to fear story, but whatever it is, there I was right in the middle of it in that hamster wheel section of my brain where all the thoughts go and they churn round and round and round and round and round. And then I stopped and said, okay, what are you doing here? This is not your mom speaking to you. This is a friend who was making an observation, which was a fairly valid one, about some behavior that she had been seeing from me. And what I could do when I would be running these stories before is, is I would run this very fear-based story. Oh my God, she thinks I'm an idiot. Oh, and here comes the I am statements. I am a flake, I am irresponsible. And then I would use it as a reason to justify uh, victim behavior or poor behavior. Well, blank her. I don't have to put up with that. She's not my friend. In fact, she's a real blank. And then I might speak unkindly about someone. I might get in there and do some really cool passive aggressive stuff on social media. Or I might just sort of sit in my own little pity pot throw myself a pity party, put on my black hat, toss up the black streamers, wave the black balloons around because poor me. I mean, really, nobody saw me for my worth. Everybody just saw me as this idiot and I was completely powerless. And do you see how quick that happened? 
I mean, how quickly that that happened. I mean, I was, I had, a, what do you call it, jujitsu skills at getting into that fear story, putting on my pity hat, and living my life as a victim. And then from, you know, when you're a victim and when you're powerless, you can justify all sorts of behaviors. And when, when I was drinking, I mean, that was the easiest one. Well, I don't like feeling like this. So I would, I would go reach for something and numb with it. And I, I haven't had a drink in over 13 and a half years, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to be vigilant and on top of my own thinking because my brain will still default to that, oh, poor me, I'm the victim. So while I'm doing this, while I've got the pity party going, while I'm thinking, well, I don't need to talk to her anymore, there's this persistent little voice in my head going, okay, is that really going on? She's not your mom. She has no idea what she just triggered. Let's look at the facts here. This person is a friend. This is the context that it was set in. Here are the points that, you know, perhaps I do own some of this stuff. And the other thing is the things that we, you know, can find most irritating in other people are often things that we really need to examine in ourselves. So one of the things that comes up for me is... Uh, someone who is judgmental of me and wow I so don't like that don't you judge me you don't know my life you don't know what I've been through blah 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 and that really that really will get under my skin and if I sit for a moment with that as well what I often come to realize what I always come to realize eventually is that my thing is that I can be judgmental of others so, whoa, so this, this friend of mine says one word and I got two things going. One, I'm getting mad at her for judging me. I'm getting mad at her for telling me I'm a whole bunch of things that she never actually told me. But I've also gained and, and had another moment of clarity where I can look at myself and say, this is what I do. I, I can judge people and I sure don't like that. Let's take a look at some times in my life recently where I have been judgmental. And then the other thing is this, this trigger, this being seen as all these things that I'm afraid of is just that. It's a trigger and it's triggered a fear-based story in my head that is not based in reality. It's just a thought story that every now and then gets kicked up from the dust and that I have to take a look at and deal with again. So what I did, which it's, it's always growth, if I ever give you the impression that there is an end game here and that I have it figured out and that I'm just giving you wisdom because I've already got it all figured out, please understand that's not where I'm coming from. This is my life. This is things that I still actively have to do to keep myself sober. And I mean sober, yes, I don't drink, but also sober mentally in the way I think about myself, in the way I think about others, in the way I live my life in the world. So I've been now presented with a couple of tools to notice that perhaps I have been a little judgmental of people and that, oh look, I'm running that fear-based story again. Is it true? Oh, maybe a little bit. Is it absolutely true? No, I'm not irresponsible. I'm not a flake. I'm not scattered. I am creative. I have a lot of interests. I do a lot of things. All of that is good. So what I did, instead of doing my victim passive aggressive, 
Oh, poor me, mean her, is I reached out and said, hey, you probably don't know this, but when I hear the word scatter, this is the tape that plays in my head. And I know that wasn't what you intended. And I you know, need a moment to process this. And I'm sorry I was a little distant. And this is why I responded that way. And one of the things that has been one of the greatest gifts of my sobriety is being able to deal with life on life's terms. That I don't have to make myself a victim to escape from it. I don't have to numb with whatever behavior or substance I chose that I can deal with life, I can deal with a situation, a conversation that is very uncomfortable for me. And you know, what do you know? We had a great conversation and her response was, my God, I had no idea. I'm sorry, of course that's not what I meant. And I opened up an opportunity to deal authentically and honestly with another human being. Just a little bit of insight. The moments that make you uncomfortable, the times that somebody triggers you, are opportunities. They are opportunities to get an honest look at yourself. So negative emotions like fear and guilt and shame and anger are opportunities to get a look at yourself, to see where you need to work, to see the spots where your greatest work is, and then to give you an opportunity to work on them and you can choose not to work on them. Absolutely. I did that for a long time. But what happens with these life lessons, you know, maybe this is your experience as well, is that if I decide to avoid a life lesson or duck out or numb, it doesn't just go away. It comes back and it comes back a little bit harder. And if I duck it again and I ignore it again, it comes back a little bit harder. So sometimes it's just better to put your big girl pants on, decide what's the lesson here, what is the most direct way I can deal with this, and then deal with it. So that's my little bit of wisdom today. The next time you're triggered, sit down and think, what is really happening here? The next time you feel like pulling out your pity party and playing your victim role and feeling sorry for yourself, Give, I mean, go ahead, throw a pity party. Give yourself a five-minute, ten-minute, half-hour pity party. Maybe you can even add ice cream or whatever it is that you like to eat. But then say, all right, enough of that. What is it that I need clarity on here? And if you ever want to get a little bit more clarity, go to chatwithruth.com. You can get on a clarity call with me. It's free. It's half an hour. We just talk about a few things. You can get, you can download my five actions you can take to feel better now. And it's just a sheet of simple things that you can do. You can listen to more of this podcast. Every time I post, I'm going to have something really simple that you can do that'll make your life just a little bit better today and give you a building block to work from. I'm Ruth Day. I'm the recovery coach. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you so much for spending some of it with me. Maybe you're in recovery. Maybe you're coming out of recovery. Maybe you're sober curious. Listen to this podcast. See what you think. If it resonates with you, hop on a call. Go to chatwithruth.com. Click the 30-minute clarity call and we can talk. I'm Ruth. I'm the recovery coach. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. We'll talk soon.